This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everybody. We are so glad that you joined us for a new episode of Mercy Talk on our new series here. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and I am joined today by some of my favorite people, (laughs) Brooke Keels. Brooke Keels. Yeah, you know, uh, we just like to see how we can keep you guys guessing with how I'm going to introduce her. But I do love her, and I'm so glad she's back. What's up, Brooke? Hi. I can't every time. It's okay. I know. I'm like, I'm going to be cool. I don't know what she's going to do. It's because she is cool. But we're so glad that she is here bringing the wisdom, the credentials, and the funny, the laughs. Uh, But also, our new friend and outreach. What was I about to say there? (laughs) I would say outboarding. Guys, I'm struggling today. It was a late night last night with my kiddos, but I'm here and excited. But a new outreach team member, and that is. Julian Vaca. What's hey guys, <laughs> how's it going? Good. A little disappointed that I didn't get a song like Brooke did, but Sorry. that's okay. Look, it Julie. takes well, <laughs> it takes time. Yeah, you just sure. really gotta. Yeah. You have to earn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Or you know, yeah. Rachel just has to know it messes with you, yeah, that's and right. then yeah, that's right. and then it'll be it. <laughs> the inspiration comes. Yeah. But he has actually been spearheading. Um, we're only in the second episode, that's but right. he really helped curate this series. Right. So would you kind of fill us in yeah, if maybe absolutely. someone's joining us? Absolutely. And, and, and really, before we begin, I should remind you um, that there is a really, really good first episode that sort of sets up, tees up everything that we're going to be talking about in this particular episode. Um, so definitely pause this one if you haven't heard yeah. the first episode. Go back and listen to it. Again, it's going to provide um, some necessary context. But we're kind of really exploring... Um, from an application standpoint, from a practical standpoint, from just a living your life, you know, standpoint, how do we really sort of uh, just kind of dig in and really get closer and just kind of experience the felt intimacy with our father that yeah. he so desires for us to have? So so in the, the first episode, we talked about the importance of, uh, you, you know, just kind of getting over yourself and sort of, um, you know, just kind of um, taking off the the kind of weight, the kind of chains of pride, yeah. and just kind of leaving everything at the Father's feet, and just sort of leaning into Him. That's good. Um, so yeah, so go back and listen to that episode. Getting over yourself is such a critical first step yes. to really experiencing intimacy with the Father and deepening your relationship with Him. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And one thing I really loved too, in listening to that, was just not being afraid to ask hard questions, like not being afraid to uh, to actually face or be honest in the wrestling God has really been reminding me of his goodness in the midst of our wrestling lately you know talking about um you know uh, Jacob obviously comes to mind Job but even I love the story of Martha when when Jesus comes and he's late Lazarus has already died and she's like where were you like he where were you if you were here and I think that's important because I feel like especially now um and this is kind of a whole nother topic we could rabbit trail on, but so many times when we don't address those root issues and those hurts and those wounds and they fester and they grow, uh, later on they turn into frustration and anger and rage and then we're just done. We just throw in the towel. And I think we have seen a lot of that lately and I'm not claiming to know the answer for why people 
choose to stop following Jesus, but I do know that part of that can be not dealing with some of those woundings. And when you don't do that, when you don't ask those hard questions, when you don't wrestle and bring your pain to God, he, I mean, that just, that stuff just gets buried and then it festers and grows. And the cool thing is we serve a God who absolutely can handle everything we bring to him. So I just, I love that conversation that you guys brought to the table earlier. Yeah. I've never worked with anyone who has decided, you know what, I'm not going to pursue this thing with the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. or walked away from it that, um, allowed themselves to get vulnerable before him. Mm -hmm. They thought they did. Yeah. Right. And there was this idea because it was uncomfortable because being uncomfortable and being vulnerable, not exactly the same thing. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's not true, actually. Well. Let me take that back. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, there's, you know, being uncomfortable in life daily, whatever. Yeah. But, but you know, the people that have said or, you know, that are working through things in the mercy homes and maybe they're here a while and they go, you know what? I just don't want this. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and, and that's the thing at the end of the day, it's, it's the choice. You know what? I just don't want this. But it's not because God wasn't showing up or doing now sometimes it's ways you don't expect you know and that but but being able to you know walk in like you said ask the hard questions and know that there's going to be an answer Mm -hmm. but it's really tough if you don't trust Mm -hmm. you know that something good's going to come out of it yeah right yeah that's good yeah so um that's really good um and I'd, I'd love to sort of segue now into this this next step. So so once we've recognized the need to get over ourselves and really just sort of embrace the importance of humility and the fruit of humility uh, in terms of, you know, um, really beginning to feel the nearness of God, I think it's also important to live in the truth that once you become a Christian, you are truly forgiven. Right. And that may sound like a bunch of Christianese to you, but stick with us, because actually living out every single day of your life as if you're truly a forgiven and loved child of God is a critical part to experiencing intimacy with Him, Mm -hmm. with the Father. Mm -hmm. And think about it this way. You've been called beloved by the King of Kings Mm -hmm. and given a new name, child of God. However, when you struggle to really believe this for yourself, you live with a sort of orphan mentality. Instead of the confidence and freedom that comes with being claimed as his child, you you sort of live in fear and timidity, and you worry about your ability to approach him. And, And that can be crippling and debilitating at times, which is obviously not what God desires for us. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. One of the biggest ways that we can draw closer to our Father and really feel his nearness is to let him do what he says he'll do. God is not in the business of breaking promises. If his word says that he will forgive me, then who am I to not believe him Mm. and let shame consume my very soul? Understand, friends, I'm actively making God smaller than he is when I buy Satan's lies that I'm too great a sinner to be forgiven. Mm. That's something that we all have to sort of, you know, confront. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I want to jump in here too because... Friends, let's be real, okay? So I'm just, I don't know what accent that was. I'm from Texas. Sometimes it comes out. Sometimes it doesn't. Is that what that was? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to call it that. Okay. (laughs) But here's the deal. And this is something that I have been confronted about in my own life. Uh, Satan's not creative in his tactics. Either he's going to make you think your sin is too great 
Or he is going to lie to you and say that it's actually not that great at all. Like it's not that big a deal. And one thing I think right now uh, in the church, in the world, not that it's a new problem, but I've heard a lot of it uh, just recently in our culture is that your sin isn't really a problem or that's not why Jesus really came. Like he came to, to tell you that you're worthy and that you, and, and it's not that Jesus didn't come to restore your worth and, and call you beloved. But the truth is that there is a sin problem. Like I don't like to admit that. And I don't like to even talk about it because it's uncomfortable and it's offensive a little bit. Like I don't think any of us likes hearing you're a sinner, (laughs) but I think one thing I've been, so convicted of. And Brooke, you mentioned this last episode about uh, when you don't want to be a problem or a burden and how pride can sneak up that way. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same, you know, with sin in that sense with pride where we think, oh, well, you know, I've got it together. I can do it for myself. Like I, I've got this figured out and that's still pride, even if it's dressed up nice and neatly and doesn't look offensive. Because what we're saying is I don't need you, God. And like you said before, that's part of getting over yourself. And even though it may sound self-sufficient and confident and, and sweeter, you still have to come to this place of God. I need you. Like I can't do this on my own. And then the reverse is true that, you know, no sin is too great that he cannot forgive it, that he didn't overcome it. And so I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, God has been bringing both of those things to mind, even in my own life of, Oh, you know, like, this isn't that big of a deal. And it it's not that it's not forgiven. I do live in forgiveness, but I don't ever want to get to a place where I take God's grace for granted Yeah, because there was a, a reason why he came. We need him. That's true. That's awesome. And, and one of the ways that the enemy is the most efficient is when he lies to us in our own voices. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's pretty so remarkable true. how Jesus died on the cross to cover all sin. Yet when I stumble and my heart hardens, suddenly I'm the one sinner whose transgressions yeah. were, were far yeah, too great. Yeah, right. Why like why is it so easy for us to buy into that lie? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think because at the end of the day, you know, we are not in the fullness of God and so insecurity, our history, our past, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. we live in a broken world with broken people who yeah. raised us, right? Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, I have great parents who really screwed me up. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like whatever yeah. it is, and it's it's based off the agreements that we've made through life, you know, yeah. and it and it always is. I mean, to me, that's that's the tactic, right? Question the character of God. Yeah. Question who you are to him mm-hmm. and how much you mean to him. Yeah. Um, and even talking about like when you were saying like either it's that my sin's too great or it's no big deal. Yes. Right. The, the focus, though, is if we understand what the Lord does did for us mm-hmm. and we stay focused on that right the the sin part everybody wants to act like it's a you know if you sin you're a bad person no the point that the lord talked about and being free from sin was because that's not going to work out well for you that's right right, that's the, right. if you list out all these things that we call sin none of them give life to us that's right. they don't and so if you look at it that way the lord is, at, is saying hey i want you to be at rest and be at peace and that's be secure good. and feel loved and be cared for because all of these other things seeking, you know, love and attention and a, a hole to be filled from other people is never going to work out for you. That's it's okay. not about, you know, cause now you're a big old jerk cause you went out and did X, Y, and Z, right? right? That's not the heart. The right. heart is because I want such good things for you yeah. and good things are hard things sometimes, mm-hmm. you That's know, true. 
So, it's true. I can, <laughs> I can just so easily, and this happens all the time without even thinking about it, trust God to hold the entire universe in place. Oh, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I have no problem right. in trusting that the sun is right where it needs right, to be, right. that gravity is working, uh, that gravity is alive and well, right. and that we're not floating into the space abyss. Right. Was that the scientific term for yeah space of this the space of this black holes? But for whatever but for whatever reason, entrusting him to forgive me yeah. is difficult. Yeah, and and I believe that that's the root of the matter here. I believe that I have to trust God fully and wholly. Mm-hmm. If He has forgiven me, which He did and does continually, I have to forgive myself. Mm, yeah. In Acts three nineteen, the Bible says, "Repent then, and turn to God, that your sins may be wiped out." that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Times of refreshing, yeah. Rach. I love it. God it's desires so good. So good. God desires that we would be refreshed and renewed and restored continually, weekly, daily, hourly. Yes. That this is what he desires for us. That's good. That's so good. Even as I'm hearing you talk and like Brooke comment, my heart is being stirred and reminded in these areas of my life where I thought, okay, this is pro- like, God, surely he's had his last straw with me or, you know, oh, this is like I said, you know, no big deal. And again, just I think it's a reminder to me that um, it's this earthly process of reminding ourselves and each other about his forgiveness and grace and staying with each other in community and and in the word, which I know we'll talk more about that in a prayer. it, it is so vital to our spiritual diet, um, but I need that. I need that reminder. So when I come in and I'm not living like a child, I'm living like an orphan, uh, you know, Brooke speaks something into my life and I go, man, you're right. Thank you. God used you to speak to me and remind me, like, I don't have to walk today like I've been, you know, like I'm a victim. I can hold my head high in confidence that I'm a child beloved of the King of Kings. You know, and we talk about this at Empower and we teach this and I'm sure we have podcasts on it, but, you know, forgiveness is a choice mm-hmm. and so is believing that we are forgiven. Yeah. Someday I don't have to feel forgiven to yeah. be forgiven. Right. And there's a, a power that we have when we go, you know what? I'm choosing to believe that the Lord is not sitting around hating my face today. Well, yeah. And, and so I true. think about this because now, you know, my son's eight, right? And so do you, it is torture to see this child when he is functioning in shame Mm -hmm. and I was like there's no way the Lord is good with this and it was so sad to me to realize how much of my life and I see other people's lives where they're just torturing themselves and we're like buddy everything's good it's fine move on and he won't move on we've all moved on and you want to stay in your shame because it somehow makes him feel you know whatever and so you know it's been such an important part of us to teach him like it's good. We've handled it. Let's move on. You know, but to think that the Lord is up there wanting us to just feel tortured Mm. again, then if that's how you feel, then I really challenge you to look at how you believe what the character of God is. Because if that's, if that's what I serve, I am not here for that. Mm -hmm. Right. And now that I've seen that with my own son, I'm like, well, that'd be really messed up, but I believe God's good. So there's no way that he feels that way about me. And so, you know, and the other piece is community. You're right. Like we cannot exist in this alone. Mm -hmm. 
you have to have people that will encourage you or see things differently or challenge you. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a counselor and I think everybody needs to be in counseling. Um, you know, yeah. because that's a great place if you sure. want some objectivity, but you need community to support you and be like, you know what I'm having? Let me just bounce this off of you. Like, am yes. I thinking about this? I feel like something's off, but kind of help me process it or, yes. you know, whatever it is, or just the fact that you have people that you are praying for you. Yeah. Like we need to be prayed for. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really cool for me. Like the Lord has called me to pray for people. I don't talk to all the time, mm-hmm. um, but he's like, that's who's on your list. Yeah. And so praying for them and knowing like it's, it's bigger than just seeing each other every day or talking every day. It's that we're covering each other and supporting each yeah. other. And yeah, then you have the other piece of, you know, what we teach at mercy or the four stay ins, right? So stay in prayer, stay in the word, stay in fellowship and stay in community. Yeah, you got it. And so, you know, all of those things are the four pillars, right? Like you've got, I mean, you got to do all the things. So when, you know, somebody calls transitional care and they're like, hey, I'm having a really hard time. The first thing we're going to say is, where are you at in this area, right? So if you've got a great community and, you know, great fellowship, but you're not in the word or you're not praying or, you know, like yeah. you, we need all four. They yeah. all build each other to support you at any point in time yeah right and so um and then they all sometimes my prayer life isn't that awesome but I've got this community of people that are going to help get that back on track it allows the ebbs and flows of life to be supported and continue to grow and to continue to move forward so you're not getting stagnant yeah right yeah that's so good that's so good I'm so glad you touched on community because honestly we could have dedicated an entire episode to that component (laughs) when it comes to the discussion of feeling God's nearness Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately we weren't able to fit it in, but all that to say, you're so right in bringing that up. And I feel like that fits perfectly in, in, in this particular step. Not that there's, you know, a, a roadmap or whatever that we all have to hit certain things to really get to, um, when it comes to feeling God's nearness. But I'm just so glad you mentioned that because community, the being a part of, you know, the body, uh, is, is one of the very real ways that we can mm-hmm. feel God's presence, totally. that we can feel his support, his compassion, his healing. Um, it's so good. And yeah. so going back to this idea of giving yourself the permission to forgive yourself because we're already forgiven by God, I believe it's only until we fully trust him with our salvation, until we fully trust him that he has forgiven us and then forgive ourselves or not live in crippling shame, that we can taste his good and loving and restoring nearness. Mm. So you guys know how it goes here at Mercy. We don't just talk about the stuff. We want to equip you with some, you know, sort of practical next steps. So this week, Brooke, Rachel, and myself would love to challenge you, all of you guys who are listening, to be proactive in the way that you're thinking about your relationship with the Father. Many of us have lived with unforgiveness toward ourselves for so long. It's just become a part of our everyday narrative in our heads. So starting today, ask God to bring to mind or go digging for one verse that directly addresses the lie that you are not forgiven. So far in this episode, we've mentioned a few, Acts 3.19, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, 1 John 1, 9, and these are all great places to start, but write them down, whatever verse you land on or passage you land on, write it down, memorize it, commit it to memory, keep it on hand, write it on a sticky note. Um, you know, put it wherever you're going to see it often yeah. and be reminded of it. Write it down in your phone. Um, but keep it on hand 
so that every time you have an onslaught of lies or hesitation to believe that you're truly forgiven, you can actively be redirecting your mind towards what God actually says. Yeah. Start forming those new thought patterns today. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, that's that's so good. And I I love coming back to this idea of forgiving yourself because you've been forgiven by God. And I think, again, just to kind of recap, talking about seeing ourselves as a beloved child. And when Brooke used that example of her own son and and seeing him walking in crippling shame, and I just got a flash of my own kid, as I'm sure whoever listens is thinking that. And it, I mean, two seconds, and my heart was like aching. Like, no, no, like that is not what I want for my child. And it's funny because, and I think you've said this for Brooke, like the enemy always will attack. He usually starts with the, in the character of God, it's the goodness of God. Because mm-hmm. you go back to the garden and it's like, uh, did he really, he was probably trying to slide one over on you there. You know, it's like, is that really what he meant? And I think in my own life, it's those kind of things that sneak in that sound like my voice. Oh, maybe God, like. I don't know, maybe like forgot about me or like, and I don't know. I just, the more I'm going this, as we're diving and talking, I'm reminded of God's heart for me, of his kindness. And, uh, I just, I hope that encourages you today as you listen. And maybe there is a place in your life where the enemy has attacked the character of God and the goodness. And that has been really hard for you to trust. And so I hope like Julian said, you'll go digging for a verse or you can use one of the ones we mentioned today on the episode. Um, and just, Again, redirecting your mind to that truth that actually he's already said it. He's already said it and you can fully rest. You can let go and, and live your life as a beloved, as beloved child of God, because he's a good father and he does not want you living in crippling shame um, or unforgiveness towards yourself or anybody else. So this has been good, guys. Yes. Any, any last really like closing little nuggets i was just sitting here thinking about how both of your voices are so pleasant and then then i get to <laughs> ever stop it no i'm no. just saying i you know i have this whole thing because i mean everyone's like oh you hate your own voice and then um i'm just saying no it's really i've really enjoyed it guys <laughs> well <laughs> you're, you're sweet you're sweet to <laughs> say that but your voice is pleasant it is. okay no i don't i'm not looking for i appreciate that i'm not looking not for fishing. A, just, okay. no 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 not fishing <laughs> i just was sitting here like god oh, they both sound so great it's so good <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Rick, Rick is keeping us yeah. like on her toes too and y'all seriously like if you've not been to an empire yet which you need to little mini commercial for that um little plug you will you just can't even but if you love her on the podcast you can't even imagine how good it is the the wisdom she throws down (laughs) yeah is incredible yeah 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 and Uh, seriously i didn't know we were going here but i like it i like the way we went yeah (laughs) we go in there we go in there i guess i guess the, the the last thing that i'll say is um just keep as you're sort of, you know, just looking looking for that particular verse, looking to sort of, uh, you know, equip and empower yourself with Scripture to, to combat those negative thoughts, just remember it within the context of, like, like the end goal here is to experience a closeness, an intimacy with the Father. Like, I just don't want to lose sight of, like, mm-hmm. the sort of big theme of this series. Like, this all fits right into our pursuit of him Mm. and feeling an intimacy with him Mm -hmm. because that's a place once we taste that once we're there we it hurts it pains us Mm. when when we're distant from from him like once we feel it once we taste him his closeness his nearness we don't want anything else that's so good so So uh, just uh, just to reiterate sort of how this kind of fits into the whole idea of wanting to pursue a closeness a real genuine closeness 
with him. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. A thriving relationship. It's so good. Yeah. Well, guys, we're not done. We've got three more really practical, tangible episodes to dive into talking about just ways that, again, you can experience that intimacy uh, and really experience that thriving relationship for yourself with the Father. So we hope you'll join us here again next week on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.